friends. Welcome to the Life is Hard, God is Good podcast. In this podcast, we're real about the hardships that we face in life because Jesus tells us that we will face them in this life, but to take heart because it has overcome the world. And in Isaiah, we know that we will pass through the rivers, we will pass through the fire, but that God is with us in all of it. And He is good even when things are hard and even when trials come. He is right by our side. He never leaves us or forsakes us. Today, we are talking about how Jesus comes to us. And we're going to just going to jump right into the goodness we can find in 1 John 4. This section is all about love. In verse 9, it says, This is how God showed His love among us. He sent His one and only Son into the world that we might live through Him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. And then later in verse 16, it says, God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God, and God in them. So my friends, love is not what we do for God. Love is who He is and it's what He does for us. His love comes first and we respond. There's a quote, I'm not honestly sure if I heard it from someone else or if it's something that came to my mind and my heart. I wrote it down in my journal a long time ago and I still think about it sometimes of that we could not make it to heaven. So He came to us and made a way for us to be with Him. His love is perfect. We can't do anything to earn it or deserve it. We can't do anything to make it up to Him. So He came down to us and made a way for us to be with Him. His love is not demanding. He doesn't force us to love Him and obey Him. But rather, His love is so deep, so wide, so beautiful, so pure and so holy that it compels us. He invites us. He welcomes us into His arms. Love is not about us initiating. It wasn't our great idea that we would love God because we are bent on evil. We have selfish desires. Why on earth would we have the great idea of loving God? It's not about us achieving. Our righteous acts are like filthy rags. The good things that we do are not even close to measuring up. We all fall short of the glory of God. We have all sinned. And it's not about us impressing God. God made us. And after He made us and showed us the way to live, gave us His love, we still choose what is wrong. We try to do what is right in our own eyes. We fear man rather than God. There's nothing that we can do to impress Him. There's nothing that we can do to show that we are worthy or deserving of His love because we are not. Like I wish I could tell you that we are so worthy and deserving of everything. We're not. The wages of sin, which is what we have chosen as humans, we chose to sin. The wages of sin is death. So love is not us initiating. It's not us achieving. It's not us impressing God. Instead, 
It is God initiating. From the beginning of the world, he's had a plan. He wasn't surprised by how the world has gone from the very beginning. He didn't make the world and he was surprised that Adam and Eve sinned and he was like, oh no, what can I do now? No, from the very beginning, he knew. There's a prophecy in Genesis 3 where God is talking to the serpent who tempted Adam and Eve and he says, I will put hostility between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He will strike your head and you will strike his heel. And that's a prophecy about Jesus coming and conquering evil. All the way from creation, the fall, then getting the law to Moses and delivering the Israelites out of Egypt, the kings and prophets, all of it points to Jesus, our Savior, who came to us. The Old Testament shows how terrible of humans we are. If you read about the Israelites, they, you know, God rescues them, redeems them, brings them through all these plagues and trials, and He sets them free, and then they complain about not having the food they want. That's what we do the same thing. So it's God initiating. He made the plan, and He comes to us. He reaches out to us first. When He came to Moses, Moses wasn't out looking for God. God spoke to him in the bush. God comes to us. And he's the one that achieves. It's not us who can achieve things, but his word does not return to him empty. It accomplishes what he desires and achieves the purpose for which he sent it. Jesus came and he achieved perfection in life and perfection of sacrifice in death. And he overachieved by resurrecting from death to life. He lived the perfect life. He did not sin. He was a blameless sacrifice that covered us once and for all so that we no longer have to come to God with sacrifices before being in his presence. And he overachieved by raising up from the dead. He conquered death. And just as he initiates, he achieves. He is also the one that impresses us. We cannot impress God. We are image bearers of him. So we can show bits and pieces of his glory. And that's why as the body of Christ, it's so beautiful that we can gather together and show more of his glory because we all glimmer and reflect different aspects of who he is. That's the beauty of the body of Christ, the unity. But he is the one who impresses us by his holiness, his beauty, his glory. Have you ever looked at a sunset and just been in complete awe or at the top of a mountain or at the edge of the Grand Canyon, and you are just in awe of the beauty and glory and majesty, which is just but a glimmer of who God is that he puts in creation. His love, his compassion, his graciousness takes our breath away that even though we mess up, we sin, we choose to do the wrong thing, we choose to try to be do what's right in our own eyes instead of what's right in the eyes of the Lord, he still loves us. He still covers us. He still has compassion on us and is gracious toward us. That doesn't mean he's not just. He is very just. And his justice demands that the guilty are punished, which is why Jesus came and took that sacrifice for us so that when we put our faith in him, anyone who calls in the name of the Lord will be saved. He impresses us. 
And that's how we are drawn into his love. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us. May our hearts be filled to the measure with his love. May our minds comprehend how vast his love is, how deep, how wide. His love is immense beyond comprehension. May our spirits rejoice in his perfect love. May our souls feel the weight of his glory and love in our lives. He came to us who could not reach him by our own actions. He is coming again. Are you waiting with anticipation? The love that he gives us fills our hearts so that we can in turn love him and love others. Those are the greatest commandments. That we love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, and with all our strength. And to love our neighbor as ourself. My friends, thank you for joining today for the Life is Hard, God is Good podcast. I hope you realize in your mind and your heart and your soul how much you are loved by our Lord, our God, our Savior. Because that changes everything. Once you realize how loved you are, your life is transformed from the inside out. You can find us on Instagram at Life is Hard, God is Good podcast. Join our Facebook group. Rate, write, review, share with your friends. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a great week. May the Lord bless you and keep you.